0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, four straight wins for BYU basketball, now second place in the conference and squarely on the NCAA tournament bubble.
1: Can the Cougars afford another loss in regular season play? We'll ask former BYU hoopster
0: Kevin Nixon about the path to the big dance. Plus, day two at the Olympics for the Luge Coug and BYU football's head start on the 2015 signing class. Yeah, the man behind the recruiting magic, Jeff Martson, joins us live. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius
2: XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Hello,
0: Tuesday, February 11th, BYU Sports Nation back at it. I'm Spencer Linton, the number seven overall pick in the 2009 (laughs) BYU Broadcasting (laughs) Draft. Jerem Jordan sits to my right. That was three. Top ten, dude. Oh, three? My bad. Wherever and however you may be listening, glad to have you with us. Hey, Jeremy! did you hear? BYU Sports Nation will be simulcast in Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Now you can see what you've been hearing. March 6th, 7th, 10th, and 11th. We are so
1: excited. Uh, we, we come from having done a lot of television, you and I. as uh, You've been talent a long time. I used to do the play-by-play and now produce and whatnot. But we're very excited to be on TV. We've, we feel like we figured out how to do radio a little bit. And now we're going to go back to TV. But it's a radio show on TV. So you're going to be able to see the radio show, akin to Mike and Mike, the Dan Patrick show, that kind of thing. So we're stoked to, one, be in Vegas, and then, two, be simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Just a couple of TV guys doing a radio show. That's right.
0: <laughs> Trying. <laughs> Other show starters, Kurt Gavea, former BYU linebacker, delivered one of the greatest hits in BYU football history. On Walter Murray. In at Hawaii. Hawaii. And, ironically enough, Kurt Gavea hired as an outside linebacker's coach at... Hawaii. Oh, he's, he's from the islands. This is a great hire for
1: Norm Chow at Hawaii. Uh, the, the other guy, though, Jordan Wynn, quarterback coach. I don't know about that, dude. But Kurt Govea hired as the linebackers coach. Nice for him. I'm glad to see him in the ranks. It'd be fun to see him uh, associated with BYU at some point in the future. Jerem's got his
0: one shot in at the team up north. I always do. Got got that taken care of early. The Luge Coup, Kate Hansen, BYU Olympian and Luge expert, won a World Cup event in Latvia uh, before the Olympics, now competing at Sochi. It was 10th after her first two runs down the course yesterday. She is competing this morning as well.
1: Yes, six six more uh, competitors and losers until she slides for the final time at the Olympics. More on her in a minute.
0: Yeah. Uh, how many times you can see a BYU student in the Olympics, let alone one that was featured on BYU Sports Nation twice? Twice! Talked to her last week from France as she was uh, making final preparations.
1: We're not talking about a graduate. We're talking about a current BYU student. Granted, she's been going to BYU for a couple of years because she's
0: pursuing this career. Uh, At her rate, career. Be- because she's traveling well, like world, 2020. she's taken like... Six credit hours a year. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, good for her, though. More on the Luge Coog in a bit, plus we'll update you on uh, how she fared. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN, that hashtag all about giving BYU fans a 24-7 avenue to link up across BYU Sports Nation. Have your say whenever, wherever. And while you're at it, sound off on today's juicy Twitter topic. We
1: debated this at length this morning and we'll bring this out in a minute. Can BYU Hoops afford another conference loss in the regular season, five games left, and still get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament? Use hashtag BYUSN. Spencer and I think differently about
0: this. Yes, we do. And and we will always think differently. And only one of us will be right. (laughs) Maybe. At the end of the season. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends if BYU wins or loses. We'll see. We'll check some of your Twitter responses in about 12 minutes. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Our show airs weekdays noon Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 143, Radio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Our show also on demand at byuradio.org, or catch the rebroadcast each and every weekday at 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Rise and shout, BYU Sports Nation. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU
3: Sports Nation. Topic 1.
0: Is there any wiggle room? BYU running. were left wide open into the lane, and Collinsworth throws down. There's a lane to the NCAA tournament. Whatever you I hear, see what you did there. Whatever you hear over the next ten minutes, believe it. There is a lane. <laughs> Nate Austin joined us in studio yesterday after his career high 16 rebound performance in an ugly win over San Francisco, but still a crucial win for BYU. And he said the team is still very much focused on the big dance.
2: I, mean, I think our, our main goal is you know to get to the tournament. You know last year we, you know, we got to the NIT and it was a good run, but you know that's not where as a, as a program that's not where we not where we want to be at. There it is,
0: NCAA tournament or bust. Yes, that's the that's where this program's at. When Dave Rose first
1: started and he went to the NIT that year, BYU had struggled the previous couple of seasons, and that's why there was a coaching change from Steve Cleveland, who had resurrected the program, but it had faded a little bit, to one of his assistants, Dave Rose. Since then, until last year, BYU went to the NCAA tournament as an at-large every year. BYU hasn't won the tournament since 2001. Yet, the program was getting at-large bids. Even with Jimmer Fredette, never earned an automatic bid. That's crazy.
0: How good that it's, run was with him? That is yes. nuts.
1: It's the NCAA tournament, and the NIT is a consolation prize. It is not where the BYU program wants to be. BYU's aspirations in the next couple of years, and we'll talk to Kevin Nixon coming up uh, in about 14 minutes. His son, Dalton Nixon, is will go on a mission. He's at Oram High now. He'll graduate, go on a mission. He's part of a group that when they come back, BYU fans and those players and coaches expect to get to at least the Sweet 16, if not maybe a Final Four. Seriously. They feel that they can really do that. So when you're talking about those kinds of expectations in just a couple of
0: seasons, the NIT is not in the equation there this season. Kevin Nixon is a guy that knows a thing or two about just uh, taking the at-large uh, factor out of it. Yes, you, you just make you, a shot. All and you need you go. to do is make a 55-footer. <laughs> it's that easy against UTEP with 2.4 seconds left. Uh, is there a One better of the top five is there most a famous shots buzzer history? beater in BYU basketball history?
1: Jimmer Fredette's buzzer beater probably has more recognition because it was more recent with the younger generation. But what was on the line? Yeah, but what was
0: on the line, fantastic. BYU was so on the bubble that year, too. That's why it was enormous. Both teams got in. UTEP, I thought, they were going to get in either way. BYU needed to make that shot. No one breaks down the 92 basketball season (laughs) like BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Okay, Jaron, where was that game played? Uh, Fort Collins. Very good. Good answer. Because the court had the weird-looking Ram Colorado logo State. On it. Okay, so can BYU, speaking of bubble, they're, they are firmly on the bubble right now. According to most uh, bracket predictors, there, there are a billion, and BYU is... Meaning barely in or out. Straight up on the bubble. They're in or just out. Can they afford a loss in the final five regular season games and still get an at-large bid? That is our Twitter question, and I'm going to answer that right now. It is yes. They can't afford to lose at St. Mary's or to Gonzaga. They have to win one of those games. one loss. They have to win one of those games. They cannot lose to Pacific. They cannot lose to San Diego. Or Portland. They they cannot lose to Portland. They have to win those games. Or they'll be required to win the West Coast Conference Tournament.
1: Well, see, let's leave that out of it. Because I think that we're talking about the the at-large possibility in the regular regular season. season.
0: Just the regular season.
1: Which brings me to the stat of the day.
3: It's the BYU Sports
1: Nation Stat of the Day. Yes, it is. In BYU's two NIT seasons under Dave Rose in 2005-06, his first year and then last year, BYU did not win its first conference tournament game. In the other six seasons, BYU won at least one conference tournament game and earned an at-large birthday in the NCAA tournament. So at least one of the keys in this equation would be that BYU has to at least win the quarterfinal. Let's take that out of it. Because if BYU doesn't win the quarterfinal in the conference tournament, regardless of what they do... In the next
0: five, whether they win them. It's over, Johnny. Really? They ain't getting in, baby. Okay, you're telling me that if BYU has wins over Texas, Stanford, St. Mary's twice at home and on the road, and Gonzaga, if they have a fluke game and lose in the first round of the West Coast Conference Tournament, they're not getting in?
1: It's not a fluke, because LMU, Pepperdine, Portland,
0: then you add one more, and that's four bad but losses, But it's how bro. you finished. You don't, don't you think the committee's going to look at How you say, finish? They, you lost the quarterfinal! They, they won the last nine games of the regular season, including two wins over St. Mary's and Gonzaga. If they win the last five, I don't care what happens in the West Coast Conference tournament. Oh, my goodness. If I don't care.
1: If you're from the WCC and you can't win your quarterfinal, you're not an NCAA team. They're going to win the
0: quarterfinal. They're going to win their quarterfinal game. We're just game. discussing if they but lost it. I even think they'll if they win. I don't know what we're about. <laughs> I know exactly what we're yelling about. Even if they lose. No, they, they won't lose the, a quarterfinal. If they win the final five games, they're in. They are in the tournament because they have five quality
1: wins. Did you hear the stat of the day? They have not gone to the NCAA tournament when they didn't win at least one game in the conference tournament. They have to win... At least one. So let's look at the last five games as we discuss this.
0: You, this is coming from the guy that said, uh, I don't think they can afford a loss to a non St. Mary's or Gonzaga. You've been saying that for the past Dude, two weeks.
1: I changed my mind yesterday. <laughs> I think that they have. So you said, yes, BYU can afford a loss in the last five to get an at large. Yes, I as say- long as it's St. Mary's or Gonzaga. I say, no, they have to win all five. Let me tell you why. Joe Lennardi has BYU as the second to last team in. The USA Today says BYU's out. They're one of the first five teams out. Jerry Palm of CBS. He's BYU's nowhere to be seen. CollegeSportsMadness.com. BYU's barely in. Jerry and, Palm hates BYU. Apparently, <laughs> is that like the Joe Buck? Like <laughs>
0: you hate our team? <laughs> I don't know.
1: No, okay. He doesn't, so look, so BYU's barely in if they're in after winning a couple games. Right now, games. if right you now. lose at all, you're out. If you lose at all, you're out. And then you'd have to do something to get back in. There's not enough room. There's not a great team left. Gonzaga has some street cred. They're
0: 21 in the RPI.
1: They're out of the rankings. They're not... I No. BYU has to run the table <laughs> oh, in the no. regular season to have a chance. No way. And then at least get to the semi. I think they have to get to the tournament title game
0: uh, and win out. It's, it's a tough road. If BYU has 22 BYU wins... BYU can do it, but it's if tough. If BYU has 22 wins, they will get in the NCAA tournament. They have 17 right now. They are guaranteed at least six more games because they have five regular season games and they are guaranteed one tournament game in the West Coast Conference. Six games. If they win five of those six, I don't care. You can, As long as they don't lose to a non-St. Mary's Gonzaga team, they are in. If they, if they win four of the last five and then win the first-round tournament game in the West Coast Conference, get to the semis, that's 22 wins. They are in.
1: Uh, either, they are in. N- no matter what happens, unless BYU runs the table and goes to the tournament title game, if there's a loss or two in there, I'm so nervous on Selection Sunday. Either
0: way. Yeah, let's make it so that we don't have to be nervous. But I, I think I think that's the criteria. Just beat Pacific and then beat St. Mary's. BYU and go is from there. the flag bearer. Two best quality non-conference wins in the West Coast Conference, both coming from BYU, Stanford, and Texas. Gonzaga's best win: BYU. Topic two. Kate is great. Kate Hansen Luge Kook getting it done in Sochi Russia at the Olympics. She's talked to us twice on BYU Sports Nation, had her live in studio before she uh, went off on her final World Cup tour, and we spoke to her while she was in France making final preparations for the Olympics. She had a ton of publicity yesterday because the girl can dance.
1: She did more for Mormon dancing perception yesterday than in the history of mankind. Ellen wants Lindsay to be Kate Lindsey Sterling K. Hansen. tried really hard to help <laughs> us out, but Kate Hansen did a tremendous job yesterday, regardless of what she does today. She made an impact on the Olympics because she's fun. And we discovered that in December when she came in studio, we're like, "Man, she's a cool cat."
0: How about the color commentators? Like, yeah, the best losers in the world. Uh, they're they're <laughs> what a stiff. They're uh, focusing on different stretches, <laughs> and they're not dancing around. So while it's good for Kate, it's it's not good for her chance. Come on, dude. She's 21. She's from Huntington Beach. She's a surfer girl, super laid back, and she has the American spirit. Do what Get you need over to,
1: it. Do what you need to do to relax. I thought it was really fun, and I thought it was cool. She's represented. Byu well, she was emotional in the opening ceremony. She dances, uh, even though I I think I think she's okay with her performance. If I had to guess, based on what she's told us, but um, she she looked uh, she looked good in that she raised. She had you know it wasn't the best, but after she finished, she was excited. She was happy. She's at the Olympics. She's enjoying the experience. She's not taking it overly seriously. And when she came on the show, uh, she talked about her Olympic expectations, and we'll see how that fares today.
0: I think I'm in a really good mindset, and so um, definitely a top ten would make me pretty happy. Um, But if I keep this ball rolling, then I think maybe a top five may be a little more plausible. I think I still stand by what I said about a month ago that I just don't want to make a fool out of myself. So I guess we'll just see how it all goes. And she has not done that. Kate Hansen joining us from uh, across the pond last week. Those were her expectations. She is yet to make her fourth and final run. They are just starting the top 15, making their final run. Uh, we'll keep you updated in the show and let you know how she finishes. But uh, we're definitely pulling for Kate. It would be awesome for her to, to get a top 10 finish. Topic 3. Twenty four seven three sixty five 365. BYU football player personnel, director Jeff Martzen, he's hugely involved with recruiting, was on True Blue last night. And on BYU TV, he said they already have a great start
3: on future recruiting. You know, we've got some early offers out. We've got, you know, four kids committed already. You know, be probably, we've probably evaluated, you know, maybe 800, 15 kids. Uh, and by the time it's all done, it'll be just over 3,000 probably. What?
0: 3,000? <laughs>
3: sorry, what?
0: How do you have a life outside of evaluating 3,000 football players? Jeff Martson has a huge responsibility. This is a new position created by the NCAA for each Division One college football team.
1: Yeah, started just a couple of years ago, so BYU jumped on this, got Jeff Martson yesterday. Uh, he'll join us in studio uh, in 25 minutes to talk about the future of BYU football, what he does, who he is, where he came from. I learned more about him last
0: night on True Blue than I'd... Known previously, just who are you? What do you do exactly? He's S- an interesting dude. So we did some math. They evaluate three thousand kids, and let's say they sign fifteen or twenty. We think the number is going to be fifteen-ish uh, next year. Um,
1: and so we did, we did the math. Fifteen, yeah, fifteen divided by three thousand point zero zero five. <laughs> so if I'm I'm a recruit, and that not all these recruits know that BYU is pursuing them per se. There's a point zero zero five percent that I actually
0: get signed by BYU. Wow. They are turning over each and every stone with Jeff Martz. And again, he will join us live in studio coming up on BYU Sports Nation at 40 after the hour. Oh, by the way, we are sub 200 in the football season.
3: Countdown to Connecticut. 198. 198
0: days. Where was that? Yeah. You didn't deliver that, General. It's a Tuesday. I'm lagging a little bit. <laughs> we'll get to that later. 198 for BYU in Connecticut. Okay, back to basketball. Can BYU hoops afford another conference loss in the regular season and still get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament? Use the hashtag BYUSN on the Twitter machine. tweet. Tweet. Yeah, play that riff at Young Tim thirty two. Maybe a loss at St. Mary's. Either way, they will need to get to the final and play well to have a shot. The final of the West Coast Conference Tournament, he says. Okay. At who knows agro X Craig. No. It's either win all the
1: games or NIT. Here we come.
0: Okay, Jim, let me ask you this. Ask if, me. If BYU wins four of the last five, they lose, let's say they lose at St. Mary's on the road. They beat Gonzaga at home, which essentially like, nullifies that loss to St. Mary's, in my opinion. And then they win the first two games of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Do they get in then? Are they playing Gonzaga in the final? Well, probably. But let, who cares who they're playing? They're playing in the final. Are they in the NCAA Tournament if they get to the West Coast Conference Final? By heck no. I want to say yes. Larry Koviak says heck no. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, I just don't, based on what I'm seeing out there from national pundits,
0: I don't think so. I want it to happen, but I don't think so. We'll ask a guy that hit a shot to send BYU to the NCAA tournament back in 1992. Now he hopes for his son to soon be able to do the
2: same. Kevin
0: Nixon joins us next on BYU Sports Nation.
2: Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. They get it in bounds to Nixon. Fires one up at midcourt. Good!
0: I love it. That's a great call. Craig Bowler Jack on the call, my play by play and sports anchor, mentor, idol. Do you have a picture of him on your day. I do. I met him when, when I you're was 10 or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the reason I'm here, uh, that, I, that I wanted to do this. Kevin Nixon. Hit the shot to put BYU through to the NCAA tournament in 1992. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2. You can follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation or follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Starting March 6th, BYU Sports Nation will be simulcast on BYU
1: Radio and BYU TV live from Lost Wages. See what you've been hearing starting March 6th in Vegas. We are ecstatic. Bingo! (laughs)
0: <laughs> Can BYU like Hoops that. afford another conference loss on the regular season and still get an at-large bid? Send your answers to hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. With that, we welcome in the first guest today, live in studio, former BYU hoopster and buzzer beater hero, Kevin Nixon. Welcome to the show, Kevin.
2: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: Great to have you with us. Okay, fifty-five feet of bliss against UTEP back in nineteen ninety-two. How often do you relive that shot with uh, different fans and family members and church members, uh, let's say, on a a monthly basis?
2: With family, probably once a month. But uh, on the street, I usually get it a couple times a week still. I mean, it's amazing (laughs) to me. I mean, it's been 20 years and people still want to talk about it but uh it never gets old i mean it's like winning the lottery i mean you still want to talk about it right so um with less taxes involved. with less taxes involved (laughs) yeah everyone says a million dollar shot and i haven't seen a penny of it yet so um i i'll just keep waiting i guess but uh no it's something that never gets old it's uh something i you know you dream about growing up and for it to happen it's something that uh that i'll remember for the rest of my life when you obviously.
0: released the shot did you think that's going in or like well at what point
2: did you think oh my goodness well I, I when i gathered myself i knew it had a chance because i was on balance and had a pretty good line at the basket so uh, as it got closer and it looked good i thought oh this is going in you know and and then when it just snapped the net it was just it was bedlam you know i just remember <laughs> i remember it going in and thinking you know, if I stop, I'm going to be at the bottom of a pile. Yeah, so. <laughs> Seriously, running. I was Keep just going to ask you that
1: because I see this situation all the time. And I think, oh, my goodness, I would be crazy at the bottom of a pile trying to breathe. You were smart to stay up. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. I mean, the first thing you think dragon of is, guys, we, we won. But then I'm like, I'm going to die at the bottom of a pile. So I just kind of took a little circle around and guys ended up catching up with me. But uh, but, yeah, it was uh, I saved myself that day and it was it was fun.
1: The Danny Ainge move is to just run into the locker room.
2: Yeah,
3: just go.
1: Just run. <laughs> just get, get out of he there. He makes the lamp against Notre Dame. He's gone. He's out. See ya. That's
0: probably
2: the safest way.
0: Kevin taking a victory lap. Okay, we've been asking our uh, Twitter followers today if BYU basketball in 2013-2014 can afford a loss in the regular season over the last five and still get into the NCAA tournament. Where do you stand on that?
2: Well, I you know... I'd prefer just to win all five, go win the tournament, and and call it good. But uh, I think one loss to either Gonzaga or St. Mary's, and I still think they got to make it to the semis. I'm with Jeremy on this one. I think even if they even if they you know went out and lose in the first round, it's it's pretty tough because. You know, it's the West Coast Conference. You know, even though you've won five in a row, you've won 22 games. I still think that first round is – I think that would get us in. I think that would, would lock us in. Um,
0: it was the stat of the
2: day that, that swayed
0: you, wasn't it? It was, row.
2: I'm i just like Jeremy. I changed my mind as of yesterday. So <laughs> I've just been seeing, uh, you know, people nationally just
1: where BYU sits, and I thought, you know what, BYU's hanging on the edge of the cliff. Um if, if you make that analogy instead of a bubble. I want to go back to the shot um, in 92, and then we'll come back to this season. What was the actual play call and ha- and then the ball got in your hands?
2: Well, we actually changed the play three different times because we called timeouts, they called timeouts, and and originally I was supposed to take the ball out of bounds. Um, I've got a baseball background, I've got a pretty good arm, I could throw the ball 90 Throw baseball 90 miles an hour so coaches like Kevin you're throwing it all the way down and and we'll take our chances that way but they set it up a little bit different and I ended up with the last play at the end of the line and guys split out to to run to half court to try to get a catch at half court and see what they could do and I ended up standing there at the free throw line and as soon as I caught it I thought well better turn around take a couple dribbles and see what happens so um, it was kind of a busted play actually I was kind of the last option but uh, I'm I'm glad I was the last option because it turned out pretty well did you practice that shot every day
0: <laughs> every day
2: every day in fact before before practice would start we'd we'd come in and and get warmed up and we'd have half court shooting contests full court shooting contests and co- of course the coaches never knew this and he found out after that's the like, fact. That's a good but, thing. You probably didn't know that, right? Exactly. But we uh, we would do that, have fun with it, and and uh, I actually my record before that was seven in a row from half court. So what? It's, not, wow. it's not like I hadn't done it before. It was just happened to be
0: that's a high percentage shot for Kevin Nixon.
2: Well, it uh, I had some some really poor games and try to you know forget those, but I'll remember that one forever.
1: Okay, so. we've got to talk about this because you, you have the connection with Orham High, Dalton goes to uh and you were an assistant coach there. So, a couple years ago, Spencer and I used to work for iProvo, and we used to call Provo and Timfew games. Spencer goes down to Vegas for NAB, a, a National Association of Broadcasters Convention or something in whatever Vegas. Whatever it was. Yeah, my
0: wife wanted to leave early.
1: So, Spencer's gone. So, I I get the I do play-by-play on uh, the Orem-Timfew game. This is 2008, I believe. A guy named Mike Hall. You're familiar with this. Absolutely. Not Mike Hall of BYU. Correct. I, so this is my second game of play-by-play. He catches the ball. Uh, Bronson Kafusi's is a sophomore for Temphew. My call of catches the ball, throws it 85 feet, nothing but net.
0: That, Off a missed free throw to win the game. That ends
1: up being shown locally. It has 100,000 views on YouTube a couple of days later, <laughs> all from Orem. So that that sort of arrived, I mean, yours was context of the WAC championship, but that was probably the best I'd ever seen in person in terms of, wow,
2: that shot just won the game, and that was from so far away. That's an orem lore, I imagine yeah absolutely absolutely and it's i mean when you when you watch it it's just like ninety nine times out a hundred you can't even throw it that far so get, to, he, to, it
1: almost hits something up top, yeah
2: exactly so to to even get it close enough to the rim to go in was amazing and for it to go in is just magical, you know it's an orem high thing it's it's brought, magical you <laughs> <the> year before,
0: <laughs> you brought the swagger the
1: year before it had happened in the uh state tournament. Uh, up in Ogden, I believe. There was like a half-court shot or something. And so my call on that is terrible, by the way. If you want to watch that last-second shot, just look it up, Orem Temphew. It got featured on the, uh, since this is BYU Radio, best dang sports show, period. <laughs> um, it was, they did the top 75, top 75 greatest uh, shots of all time. They honorably mentioned that play and showed it on that program, Sweet. which was interesting. So Orem, Orem High has some weird connection to uh, length of the court shots fantastic.
0: Yes. You need to tweet that out. I'll do it. Find it on YouTube and send it. It's an incredible shot. My this, call is terrible. This this is is oh Jordan. my gosh! This is why Jerem Jordan was drafted by BYU Broadcasting, seventh <laughs> overall in the 2009 draft, because that call was so good. Yeah. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Let's
1: talk about Dalton. Uh, so your your son has signed a national letter of intent in November to play for BYU. He plans on going on a mission, then playing after that. So 16-17, freshman year? Is that the that's plan? That's right. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's right. What does it mean to have your son... Uh, sign with BYU. Play hoops. Oh, it's a dream come true for me. I mean, I just love my experience here. And, and ever since Dalton was little, he's my only son. I've got two daughters as well, but he's my, he's my only son. And ever since he was little, I've taken him to BYU games. Um, And, you know, starting in second and third grade, when he realized that it was a real possibility, a thing, he, uh, he wanted to play at BYU. So, for him to work on his game and to get to the point where he's a recruitable athlete, where he's good enough to play Division one basketball that BYU wants him, it's just been it's been a dream come true for him, for me, our family, and we're just excited. We can't wait for him to get up here and and uh, show what he can do and be a part of what I think is going to be one of the greatest. Uh, generations of BYU basketball.
0: Let's talk about what he can do. I mean, Jeremy and I can sit here and analyze Dalton, and he's a fantastic basketball player, but as his dad and his coach, what does he bring to BYU's program?
2: Well, he's a very versatile player. He's, uh, you know, as a freshman in high school, he was he was basically a, a, a shooter and uh, just a 6'4", 160-pound skinny kid that uh, could shoot the ball really well. And each year, he's really developed his game. He's uh, gotten way better defensively. He's worked on his body. He's 6'8", 230 pounds now. Wow. He's a great rebounder, still a great shooter. Um, He's got a great basketball IQ. He sees the floor really well. And uh, so he's really worked on his game. And and I think he's the type of player that fits in great with BYU because he's a, a very versatile player. And uh, can play the three position, can play the four position, big enough to, to play inside, guard inside, good enough to step outside and make threes and and uh, stretch the defense a little bit. So um, I think he'll be a good fit. I think he's uh, he's really worked on his game. And is, when he comes back off his mission, I think he'll be ready to step in and, and contribute.
1: I'm excited to see him play because I think that some of BYU most, BYU's most successful teams had a stretch four that could shoot the three to where that guy could still defend inside. This year BYU's gone away from that due to personnel. They're down. If Jamal Aites had, had been at BYU originally, you know, maybe BYU was more of a post game. But BYU's missing a shooter in my mind this year, and they don't have a stretch four. So when you have the likes of of Nick Emery and TJ Haas and Eric Mika and uh, Peyton Dastrup and Dalton Nixon and and Hartsock and all the others,
2: there's a bunch of shooters on the court. You're going to have four shooters on the court most of the time. I love it. Absolutely, and you know the interesting thing about the guys you just talked about, and you can include, um, you know, Chapman and Toolson, and and yeah, uh, all, those, I, all, and all them, yeah. I mean, you you look at that group, and they have, they really have everything that you need to put a great team together that can make a, a good run in the NCAA tournament. Like they if sh-
1: Butler could do it,
2: that group with BYU could do it. No doubt, no doubt. And the one thing I think that's that's really special about that group. I know all those kids and they are competitors they hate to lose more than they like to win I mean these guys are just gritty hate to lose did I say gritty you said gritty that's sweet I hope you use that future times Um, (laughs) but uh, these are guys that hate to lose and are just intense and know what it takes to win they've won at all levels At you know uh, you know on the AU circuit nationally And that's why I think they'll be successful. So lots of, lots to look forward to in the future.
0: Kevin Nixon, former BYU basketball player, the guy that hit the 55 footer to beat UTEP in the 1992 WAC championship for BYU, is live on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Kevin, uh, let's let's take Can I get a rise and shout really quick? Let's let's do this for Kate Hansen. We have an update from the Olympics, and I know you told us you've been watching Kate the luge coug slide. She has taken over first place after her final run, but still nine sliders left. So uh, if I'm doing the math, that, that would guarantee her a top ten finish. That's that's what it looked like, and and she danced after her final run. We're told, awesome. So a we'll rising shout out to Kate Hansen for that. She's guaranteed a top ten finish. We'll update you uh, as the finals come in and tell you where exactly she finishes. But uh, Kevin, as you watch a BYU athlete in the Winter Olympics, what kind of a, a tie do you have to those players, and and how do you feel about things like that?
2: Oh, it's just it's unreal. You you want you want alumni to do great. You want BYU student athletes to do just to be successful. You've, you've always got that connection and um, you know, maybe I wouldn't watch her event as closely. Obviously now that she's a, uh, she's a part of it. You just, you just root for her. You just want her to do awesome. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm on the radio. I'm, you know, got a little nerves going, but I'm still wanting to know what's going on with Kate. Sure, so yeah, so it's, loose uh, yeah, exactly. I, I, I just think it's uh, that connection is always is always going to be there. So you know you want Jimmer to do well. You want all the guys that that you know Ziggy and all the guys that you know Kyle. You want those guys to do well, and you follow them, and, and you've got that connection, and, and it's it's kind of a neat thing.
1: A non BYU guy that you've had a connection with that now connects with BYU is Rex Walters. So you two play at Northwestern, right? Correct. Out of college, and then you both transferred Kansas BYU, and then you meet up. In the '92 NCAA tournament, '93, '93, right? right. the next yeah. year. Now he's coaching San Francisco. How often do you communicate with with Rex, your old
2: teammate from your early college days? Quite a bit, actually. I mean, he was uh, he was one of the first coaches to contact Dalton and uh, recruit him, and he was one of the first coaches to offer Dalton a scholarship. and And um, you know, we've kept in touch, and you know, he's he's an intense guy, and uh, little misunderstood by BYU people, I think. Uh, <laughs> I love him.
1: I think he's great. <laughs> he's he is. Hilarious. He's
2: awesome. He's he's an intense guy, and when you see him on the court, that's exactly how he was when I played with him. Um, but he does a great job. I mean, he gets guys playing for him. Uh, one of Dalton's best friends and, and AAU teammates, Jared Stutzman, uh, signed to play with with San Francisco. He's out of out of uh, Idaho, um, and uh, just a great player. And and he gets he gets players, and he gets guys to play for him. And uh, um, and so it's it's been fun to, to kind of follow him and see how he's done. And, and you root for him pretty much all the time, except for when they play BYU. So yeah. um, I'm glad to see that he's had success. And um, make no mistake, I want BYU to pound him every single time yes. we play him. But, <laughs> yes. uh, but it's uh, every other time, yeah, I hope you do well.
0: Well, they certainly did that on Saturday night. It, they were outshot from the free throw line, from the field goal line, or field goal line, from field goal percentage-wise, from, from, from the three-point line. But they out rebound san francisco forty seven to twenty nine and bang that's obviously a great sign for b y u the physical the physical play that they have. What else do you like from this team this year that makes you think they just might get into the NCAA tournament
2: well they just the the talent is there um you know everyone talks about the the difficulties that we've had you know defensively but uh um we've got skilled guys and guys that can put the ball in the basket and I think coach rose is is getting the most out of them that that he can. Um, he's mixing defenses up and, and, you know, going from man to zone and, and, you know, other teams can't get real comfortable in the, in the sets that they run. So, um, you know, I like where we're at, to be honest with you. I think I I see us making a good run. Um, I feel good about our defense. Uh, is it perfect? No. Um, but uh, at the same time, it's definitely improved. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, it's absolutely improved, and, and guys are on the same page, and, and I think we're playing as good a basketball as we played. So uh, I like where we're at with five games left in the tournament.
0: All right, let's, play, let's do a little trivia before we go. This, this last thing. Can you name the starting five from the WAC championship game in
2: 1992 for BYU? Wow. Uh, 1992, that would be uh, Nate Call, Mark Heslip. Yeah, I hope I started.
1: <laughs> Heslip, is he related to the kid from Baylor? Nope, it's it's uh, spelled different, 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 actually. Spelling Spell and spelled, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: yeah, both could shoot the lights out, yes. by the way. Um, uh, Jared Miller and Gary Trost,
0: yes, bang biscuit, nicely
1: done. Bang.
2: If I'd have missed that, I'd have felt pretty bad,
0: <laughs> Gary Trost. Who hit the three-pointer to put BYU up before uh, Marlon Maxey put him back up, uh, UTEP back up?
2: Wow. Well, you know a ton about this game. Man. It, I do. It wasn't me. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to guess, uh, was it uh, was it Nick Sanderson? It was Heslop. Was it Heslop? Okay. Yeah. He wore 21, right? He did. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was You're asking okay.
1: questions like you don't know the answer. No, I, I do. <laughs>
2: I do. I'll, I'll I do. be honest I... with you, Spencer. I only watched the last 2.4 <laughs> seconds. so I'm not too worried about what happened hey, before. Exa- it doesn't matter. How many points did you have in that game? I had six yep I hit a hit a three in the first half you pulled and... a Craig Cusick yes exactly Orm High thank you that again the, what, what, there what, you, what, you what, go the Orm High, high you know
1: who else went to Orem High
0: Dave McCann that's right Chad on. Lewis <laughs>
1: that's right a <laughs> bunch of my uncles in here
0: <laughs> hey Kevin it's been great to have you come back and join us again soon I appreciate it thanks guys alright up next on BYU Sports Nation the new age of BYU football recruiting his name is Jeff Martson He is the head of the BYU recruiting machine. Join us next at BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this.
2: This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation.
0: Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars, 198 days from season kickoff against Connecticut and East Hartford at the rent. Cougars and Huskies, just days away. We are almost there. I can I can smell We're it. We're sub two hundred. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan here. Okay, so our ne- our next guest is a guy named Jeff Martson, and he has a brand new role in recruiting. And Bronco Mendenhall is super high on this guy. Do we do we have the bite from Bronco on, on Jeff?
2: I think that we, as an organization, and again with our player personnel component now that we've never had, with that going all. I'm going to say 24/7 because it is. I mean, and and Jeff is not married and so the social media and what he can do that goes I mean, I'm well asleep before, you know, they
0: they're whatever they're doing stops in terms of the twittering and stuff. And uh but having someone that is doing that all the time is really helpful. Bronco Mendenhall telling Everybody across BYU Sports Nation that uh, this is the new age of recruiting, and it starts with Jeff Martz, and Jeff Martz now joins us live in studio. Jeff, welcome back after True Blue yesterday.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a busy week for sure. Well, Last be- week was busier.
0: Yeah, it was slightly. Yeah, yeah. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> How much sleep did you get during uh, the signing week? Uh, you know, I still got a solid
3: four and a half to five hours. Wow. A night. Okay. Wow.
0: Okay. That's healthy. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is-
3: it's jumped up though. I think I'm right at about seven or eight now. So we're oh. getting back there. You
0: are 24 years young. 24. And here you are leading the recruiting path at BYU.
3: How did you get into this spot? Man, it's been a lot of luck. A lot of luck. Uh you know, I just kind of out on a whim um, when I graduated from Fresno State, just moved out to Alabama, Tuscaloosa, and started knocking on doors and uh, finally got someone that would listen to me. It was the uh, director of player personnel there uh, who's now at the Eagles, and he just said, you know, yeah, you can come work for me for free, long hours, no pay. Sweet. And I was like, Sign great. me up. <laughs> sign me I'm in. So I did that for, uh, you know, less than a year. And then a guy that I was working with there in the same office got the head job at Boise State, the personnel job there, and uh, invited me to come with them. And I was on board. It was just us two. So we kind of uh, took Boise State's recruiting over for that year and, and did really well. It was the number one class in their history in 2013. Wow. So I think BYU kind of noticed and, and offered me a job, and I jumped at it. So you're on the sideline for the 7-6 game, Yes, right? I was.
1: And little did you know you'd be on the other sideline the did next year for BYU's no. win. So, no, that, so what was it, What's it been like seeing both sides of that fence in this new regional rivalry between the Broncos no, that and Cougars? Atmosphere
3: was awesome, and, and it was awesome here too this year. But um, you know, I didn't, never did I think that uh, I would be on the other sideline when I was at that game. But man, so much fun! The fans are getting into it. You can tell that the rivalries kind of form in between us, which is perfect timing with Utah bouncing. So, I mean, we got that ten-year contract. I'm excited. What, eight yeah. more games. Yeah, I believe eight more games. That's right.
0: Utah bouncing is the right way to say that, too. Not BYU. (laughs) Utah bouncing. (laughs) Jeff Martson is joining BYU Sports Nation. He is the football player personnel and on-campus recruiting specialist. Walk us through your day-to-day tasks. What what exactly do you do when you show up to work?
3: I watch probably, you know... 30 to 50 high school football games a day. Oh. Yeah, it's games? <laughs> games. Like how long is a game? One game? Uh, well, you know, the way it's cut, up, cut down. I can right? get done in, uh, with a game in 20 minutes. Okay. So uh, lots lots of high school football. Um, and, you know, right now we're doing a lot of kind of self-scouting, how are we going to make our, our department more efficient? You know, we're planning our professional development trips. We're going to go visit some pro teams and see how they're evaluating guys and, and seeing what we can implement into what we're doing now. So, um, you know, right now it's, it's just – trying to get better, you know, for the 2015 class. How are we going to be more efficient in what we do?
1: So how much of what you have to you do is uh, related to the season versus recruiting for next February? Is it all for next February?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, so, you know, the, some of it would be getting our, uh, our big visit dates coming up. Like we got a big junior day in the summer. We got camps that we need to get ready for. So there's some big uh, evaluation dates, you know, on-campus evaluation dates that we need to get ready for. Um, but other than that, you know, it's all a process just leading to February. You know, it's just getting ready for that that next signing class.
0: So you you get a little bit of time off after signing day, and, and you said you went home to Fresno. What what were your daily activities in Fresno, California, man. over that uh, seventy two hour period?
3: I uh, so I watched I watched a Lego movie.
0: Yes, I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Did you like it? Uh, it
3: was solid. I want to see it. But uh, other than that, man, a lot of sleep. Yeah, I hung out with friends one night. Other than that, just sleeping. Getting getting ready to get back. I was fired <laughs> up to get back, though. I'm ready for this next class.
1: When you look at uh, what what happened with this class, as we'll ask you in a moment about what's going on with the ne- next years, what's what's kind of the takeaway? Having done signing day and signed uh, most of the guys that BYU wanted, if not at all.
3: Yeah, I mean, really, I was shocked by the, uh, I guess, the reaction we got from everybody. Um, you know, the fans, everybody else, all the media—they've been loving the class and and. I think I've been getting a lot of unnecessary praise for that. I think our, our <laughs> coaches are kind of getting overshadowed. We've probably got, we definitely have one of the best teams of recruiting coaches in the country. You know, those guys don't get enough love for what they do. Uh, you know, off the field and in the homes and on the phone with the kids. We just got a great staff when it comes to recruiting. Um, I kind of lost my thought. Oh. Just asking about this year's class. Yeah. So, um, you know, we we addressed our needs offensively. Uh, getting speed on the outside. Blackman's going to come in and blaze it up. Kurtz is going to be a big time possession guy. Leslie, he's a seasoned vet already. You know, it's nice to get him in and just get the ball in his hands. Um, you know, defensively, signed some great linebackers. Uh, all three of those guys, that they're going to come in and play right away. So
0: Talking about uh, Fred Warner, Tyler Cook, and uh, Uriah Leotau. Well, Uriah's oh, actually he's going a defensive
3: on a mission. V- he's, That's right. So Sione, doesn't get any press out there, but that kid, man, he's the nastiest dude we signed. It's going <laughs> to be so fun to watch. <laughs> what qualifies a football player as nasty? Oh, man, you could just see it. You could tell. he's. The, if you could tell me to pick one guy in our class, you know, that I want to be in a dark alley with. It's it's Sione. If you have to walk through one with him. It's Sione. I'd
0: like him as my bodyguard. Okay, I'll remember that.
3: Everyone's got one of those guys.
1: Mine's Mikey Sua, former BYU rugby player. Okay. I said, if I ever got in a vicious street brawl with a competing television station like an anchorman, I'm calling you, brother. Mine is
0: Jeff Chapman. (laughs) The rain man. Largest hands ever. Dude, yes. Love that guy. All right. uh, Speaking of... uh, Jeff Chapman in basketball. Jeff, did you hear that uh, BYU Sports Nation is going simulcast? I did not. We are going simulcast. We're going to be on TV in Las Vegas and uh, like you, Mike and Mike. Yeah. So you see the radio absolutely. Show. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about seeing a radio show? Man, that's. I hope I get invited to yes! to be on it. I was that was my next question. Maybe, maybe we'll sneak you on this so people can see your handsome face. You guys are going to not it only in on, here? on True Blue. But also uh, on Sports Nation. Uh,
1: the, in in Vegas, it'll be on a set uh, there, and then we'll we'll go from there. Is this for the conference? For the conference tournament, tournament in basketball. Which, speaking of, so you're newer to BYU. What uh, what is? Uh, I guess let's get your your take on what BYU has here that's different from other places. Yeah. In, in terms of this building and TV and radio and what we did um, on signing day, athletics
0: department. All we
1: that stuff. we talk about it, but I want to hear it from someone that.
3: Has been at Alabama. Has been at Boise State. No, there's so much to sell uh, at BYU. You know, it doesn't get the publicity it needs to. Um, when you talk about the ESPN contract, you know we play more games on national TV than anybody in the country, and you know you can't take for granted what a sell that is, especially when you're recruiting a kid who's not from the area. You know, his parents are going to get him see him play every week. Uh, and actually, with Blackman, he's a broadcasting major. Nice. And uh, when we brought him into this building. Um, it would be on the 25th of January. Uh, it sold him. It's all, what he was all about. His parents loved it. He loved it. This this building was a huge selling really? point. Really? Let's yep. get him in the studio. Let's, let's get him on the show. On. He'll be here uh, June 20th. So will we. Let's
0: do this. <laughs> Devon Blackman, uh, a guy that uh, Oregon called fast.
1: So I, he, I have a friend that's a huge Oregon fan, graduated from BYU. He texted me and he goes, you guys got Devon Blackman? That guy is stupid fast. I've yeah. seen him play in person.
3: I want stupid fast. We're we're fired up about him. I mean, he's going to immediate help to the return game, be beating guys deep. Just got to get the ball in his hands.
0: Jeff Martson, the football player personnel on campus recruiting specialist for BYU on BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall mentions social media during his press conference and your role with that. How do you use social media in uh, working with this recruiting plan?
3: Yeah, well, this day and age, that's our first contact with any kid. Interesting. As soon as we find out about him, we're, we're getting him on Twitter, we're getting him on Facebook, Instagram, so... Um really that's just, you know, our initial feelers. We'll get all the information we need from him from there. And then if we need to proceed, we'll go on to the phone calls and all that. So you mean contacting them and s- gauging their
1: interest or yep. just getting to know them from a
3: distance? Everything. So we'll we'll gauge their interest from that. You know, we'll we'll go back and look at all their tweets, make sure there's no red flags. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back the whole couple Be years. Be warned yeah. all you
0: young ones. Clean up your Twitter's.
3: Yep. Okay.
0: <laughs> So what's the secret? BYU has an, really on paper what is being called uh, one of the best recruiting classes they've ever had. The number of talented players coming in. What was what was the secret? What, what's the difference? What did you bring to BYU to make it this way?
3: Uh, you know, I think what I brought was just uh, more organization than they had in the past. Um, but really, what can't be overshadowed is the job that our, our coaches did. Again, like those guys were, were road warriors this whole spring. Um, I mean, two J. Did an excellent job, and he landed Uriah. There was another guy he didn't land that I can't talk about, but just getting that kid on campus and um, having him, having us be in his top till the end. I mean, I'll say it, Damian, Mama. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Two J did a great job with that guy. Okay,
1: and I want to know this too. You've talked about the, you know, what the coaches did and what you did. So they're the ones in the home. They're talking to them. They're selling them on BYU. They come to campus. They're doing. So what? Uh, you've talked about social media. What else do you do with the recruits to ensure that they know about BYU and
3: are connected? Uh, so we, my department will plan the entire visit, whether it's unofficial or official. Um, we'll also organize the junior days. And, and any time that a kid's on campus, um, that's when, when we have our hands really into it. And then also um, any you know, information being put out, whether it be through mail or social media or anything like that, that's handled in our department. Uh, and, you know, there are specific kids that we have more hands on with. Just it's, you, every recruiting experience is specific to the kid. Um, so like a guy like Nick Kurtz, uh, I know I talked to him more than anybody on our staff. Uh, and that's just because that's how it played out with him. Um, but, you know, there are some kids, Uriah, I didn't talk to once until he showed up on campus. This is, it's different for every single kid. And, and we're going to figure out the best way to recruit them, And that's how we're going to do it. Tell me this too. Why in the world are we using fax machines? A national
1: letter of <laughs> yes. intent. Yes. UCLA. UCLA, oh, yeah, UCLA, yeah, went, UCLA cell went Cell phone.
3: Uh, you know, it's a great question. Uh, don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> when, BYU, BYU when is sponsored by a fax, fax machine, machine
0: invented the seventies. I
1: don't know or
3: care. Why are we still using it? Yeah, I, yeah. is this something that BYU is looking into at all? oh, uh, there were talks of it, um, and we actually did a couple because you could actually do it. You can actually just take a picture of the NLI send it to us and then we could show our compliance department and they could you know sign it's off. It's like on scanning it. it. Yeah. So we there was uh one prospect, I believe it was Nakua is how we had to do it with him. Hmm. Because our compliance department took off already to go to some I think Bronco's press press conference. And went to go eat lunch. Yeah. With the Kuru Kuru got that's the, what happened. We got the Nakua NLI in, but we couldn't confirm it. So I just, we just snapped a picture of it, sent it to our compliance. If and, you
0: can deposit a check with your yeah. cell phone... You can
1: sign an NLI. You can
0: sign a national letter of intent. Wouldn't
1: that make your life a little bit easier? It's way easier. Because, it, so, okay, I in this building, I know where a fax machine is. I don't know how to use it, let alone
3: a high school kid who's well, never
1: used a fax machine. <laughs> hey, mom, can you send a fax?
3: What? It's a little behind the scenes... Um, our first NLI, I want to say it was, who was it? It was a, it was Trade Eye. Um So we put the wrong fax number on the NLI profiles we sent out. Oh no! So oh, <laughs> oh no! He's trying to fax it, and it's coming to my landline. Um, and you know, we almost, and that went to every single recruit that we sent the NLI <laughs> oh, profiles out. Oh man! So disaster averted. Miss, reverted, call, miss but, call. Miss call. Exactly. Yeah, it, was, it was almost a disaster.
0: James, see, James knew what was up. He got that in. Okay, Jeff. Uh, let's 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 just uh, have a little bit of fun with this, this lightning round right now. Okay, how many dates do you go on since you got your new job? Oh shoot.
3: Uh, total dates. Well, <laughs> I was <laughs> getting personal. <laughs> yep. That's well, what we I, do. I dated I dated someone for about a month um, while I was here. That did not go well. <laughs> um, You're so, busy,
0: yeah. Jeff.
3: Since since then, maybe two, if you don't count that one person. Okay. The reason I asked that is because Bronco brought up your
0: your social yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> he brought that up in, in the press conference. Okay. the uh, Second question is BYU football wins how many games next year? And you Ooh. probably should say all of them. Ooh, eleven. Yes, I like. That's it.
1: A, that's a great goal. Eleven wins is tremendous. Well, we've learned some great stuff from you. We appreciate your time yesterday on True Blue. That was fantastic. Uh, a little bit more time with you today. We look forward to uh, getting to know you better, and we're glad you're at BYU. No, you did a good job. Thank you. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, congratulations on all the success. We look forward to uh, working with you and, and being around you in the future. Fantastic. And good luck with those dates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to get a few more. <laughs> Jeff Martson, BYU gets another two players of the week. Awards. One player goes back to back while the other is one for one. You can find out who they are next. Also, we'll get to some more of your Twitter questions. Lots of good stuff coming up on BYU Sports Nation. Also, we'll recap top headlines and give you an update on the Luge Kook. Keep
2: it here. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation
0: on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. You know what time it is. Yes, I do. It's time for the Cougar whip Around. Men's volleyball. Despite not playing last weekend, <laughs> BYU
1: is still fourth in the ABCA poll. BYU plays at Pacific and number 8 Stanford this weekend. The
0: Cougars lead the MPSF at 8-1. Women's basketball. Jennifer Hampson, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the second week in a row after averaging 25 points and 15 and a half rebounds, oh, and 5 blocks per game last week during the two wins. She will join us in studio tomorrow. Softball. Freshman Mackenzie St. Clair is the WCC Player of the Week
1: after a tremendous performance in the Red Desert Classic over the weekend.
0: Golf. After day one of the Matador Golf Invitational. BYU women's golf team in second place behind Northridge. Leah Garner is leading the Cougar golfers as she was two over and in fourth place, two strokes back of the leaders.
1: Cougars in the Olympics. Make it Cougar. Kate Hansen finishes tenth in the Olympics. Tremendous. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to not make a fool of herself and finish in the top ten, and she did it. Congratulations to the Luge Cougar who gets today's rise and shout. <laughs>
0: Yes. You know, you know who else deserves a rise and shout? Jeff Martson for uh, sacrificing his day life. <laughs> and for BYU to, For football. the sake of BYU football and their recruiting.
1: And Kevin Nixon. Uh, by the way, great tweet. At UCLA Grad 90. That's Jamal Williams' mother, Nicole. At BYU Sports Nation. BYU TV is a great selling point. Devon Blackman's parents are switching cable just to get
0: BYU TV. Oh, yeah. They're going to be able to watch our show, Simulcast, yes, in Las Vegas.
1: Yes, they are. Devon Blackman, we will hook you up. Uh, not like anyone else, so That'd be an NCAA
0: violation. <laughs> to have gr- a great experience with broadcasting. Can BYU basketball afford another conference loss in the regular season and still get an at-large bid? That is our Twitter question today.
3: You've got tweets.
0: At Doug underscore McClellan says, Yes, but only with a deep run in the conference tournament.
1: Yeah, it's, well, regular season. That's what we're talking about, so I'm, I'm not sure where we're going there. But, yes, you need to go deep in the conference tournament and at sports underscore blue yes but just one and it would have to be Gonzaga or St. Mary's preferably St. Mary's but they got to win the first game of the tournament I don't know this is so juicy guess what if BYU wins the five we don't have to worry about it Thanks for our guests, Jeff Martz and Kevin Nixon, and everyone on our crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants
0: Alan Miller, Spencer King, and A.A. Ron Evans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show link will be up later today on demand. BYURadio.org. For Jerem. I'm Spencer. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation.